This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 269. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes for our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 269. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Okay, let me tell you really quick that I had hoped to give you a kindergarten update today, but I'm recording with Vinny at home and he's right on the other side of the wall from my office and he might be eavesdropping. So I'm not going to give you the full update today. This is the first time I've recorded since he started school. Overall, it's going great. If you see on Instagram, I've made a number of posts. One, of the posts was talking about how no one warned me about day 10, because day 10 is where the uh, ish hit the fan. And that was not a great day. But all the other days have been pretty darn good. And it's been pretty cute and pretty fun. So I will have more of an update on that, hopefully next week. So one of the challenges has been adjusting to the new schedule. And I actually have him in care less hours per week. And so he's doing extended care three days a week, which means two days a week, he gets home at three o'clock, which is like a whole new world to me because at his old daycare preschool situation, he was there until between five and six every night. So I am not good about being disciplined enough to be done with my work by three o'clock. I'm working on it, but it's not going super well so far 
which is why it is now 5.06 and I am recording while he's playing. And honestly, I really want my Wednesdays and Fridays when he comes home early, I really want those to be afternoons that we get to hang out. But just giving you the dirty details here that that has not happened yet. Like it is not picture perfect yet. So I'll have more of an update next week on all this, but that's where we're at today. And I'm recording with him in the house. Usually I record with no one in the house because I don't like recording with people in the house. I feel like there's like an audience, like I have spies or something. (laughs) So basically it's normally just the dog and I, and I feel like I have like a little eavesdropper today. So all that said, in all honesty, I think he's not eavesdropping. He's totally absorbed in Legoland. And I am going to be talking about a shameless mom of the week. And this comes from an email that I got. So normally shameless mom of the week comes from a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. But I got this email recently and you know, I read the email and I was like, I need to ask this shameless mom if she would be open to me sharing this story on the show because I think it would provide a really valuable opportunity for me to talk about a handful of things. And so here we go. So this comes from an anonymous shameless mom. She wanted to remain anonymous. And she sent me an email that said 96.34% of the time in the subject line. So when I got that, I'll be honest, I'm like, that's a winning subject line from like an internet marketing perspective. When you send an email with a subject line like that, like anyone's going to be open it because they're like, wait, 96.34% of the time, what? So that made me click for sure. So uh, well done on that front. So I opened the email and it says 96.34% of the time, I am extremely happy, caring, empathetic, and grateful. I'm a mom to a toddler. Scratch that. I have the luck and honor to be the mother of a curly haired, mixed ethnicity, beautiful, strong, funny, and kind two and a half year old son. Behind the happy... I'm struggling to come to grips with the fact that my son's father, a man I think I still love, is a manipulative, compulsive liar, party boy turned addict, and is slipping further away. I'm also still processing and hiding extreme guilt from the forced termination of a pregnancy over a decade ago by a different abusive partner, a chapter of my story which I never thought I'd have the courage to type and I still cannot say aloud, but which influence every thought and fiber regarding my self-worth as a woman and my value as a mom." But like I said, at the top, most of the time, I'm an eternal optimist, choosing a life of happiness, love, light, strength, gratitude, and the higher road. That being said, the murky undercurrents of my past sometimes swirl with the polluted storm of my present, and my sunny disposition is immediately overcast by a darkness so ominous and pensive that I fear I will suffocate under all the darkness. But that's normal, right? Ha ha. Anyway, just trying to keep this light. I was in the middle of a mundane morning, hobbling around, literally with a fractured ankle, and feeling the familiar pettiness and bitterness brewing inside. I put on your podcast, and it stopped me in my tracks. My pity party train was derailed. I've learned to jot down words that move me. I stash them in tablets and notebooks and come across them later. I stopped absentmindedly, straightening the counters for a moment, and wrote down these words. So the words she's referring to are post-it notes, which I will share with you in just a minute when I get to the end of this email. I wrote down these words with intention, and I shared them with a friend. I know I can look to your pod to keep me both inspired and grounded. I don't know what came over me to spill my guts to you today. I apologize for the word vomit. Was it as cathartic for you as it was for me? Thank you for impacting me today and always sending obnoxiously good vibes. So then attached to that is two pictures of post-it notes 
of the notes that she wrote down from listening to an episode. So the first post-it note says, it is so important to give ourselves permission to move through it, move past it over time. Give yourself permission to acknowledge that this is where we came from because we are not less than because of where we come from. We are great as we are because of where we came from. Keep that mindset to keep growth powerful and positive. Then the next one says, Push yourself to move past your past and grow in spite of your past. Learn to love yourself and your current life, regardless of where you come from. Part of that is loving your story, even if it's hard or traumatic. And even if you maybe at one time were filled with self-hatred. So I read all that and immediately responded and said, thank you so much. I am so deeply touched by your message. I'm so glad that you feel like the Shameless Mom Academy is a safe place for you to grow and learn and connect. Then I asked if I could share her email anonymously in an upcoming episode, and she gave me permission. So all that said, the reason I wanted to share this is because as open and vulnerable and big as this message might feel to a lot of you listening, I think in a lot of ways, these are stories that many of us have. And so I thought it was really important to give you guys to kind of like coach through this email a little bit and give you guys the opportunity to hear what someone else is going through and some of my coaching thoughts around it that might be helpful for you. So first of all, I mean, I just got to say, taking notes when you're listening to an episode as this shameless mom did, putting them on a post-it note, writing them out, sharing them with a friend, amazing, 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 so powerful, so intentional. And this really helps you process when you hear things that someone else says, and you write your own response to it. It's really, really powerful. So I just want to acknowledge that first and foremost, that there is so much power and mindfulness when you take someone else's work and you process it in terms of how it's relevant to your own story. So I think that's brilliant. And, you know, obviously I know a lot of people listen to the show while they're driving and I don't necessarily think that you need to be trying to take notes while you're driving, but if you are in a position to be able to jot down a few key things that stand out to you, that's a big deal. And I joke about my computer and my desk because at any given time I have like 13 or 14 post-it notes like posted on my laptop and on my second monitor and on my little desk drawers. And it's all things that like, I'll hear something in a moment and I'll just like scribble it down and then I'll put it up on my computer screen or up on my, like the framing of my monitor. And so I do that all the time. And then I come back to those things. And those are the things that sit in front of me all day long. And so, I mean, like right now I have in front of me one that says, be seen, be heard, be helpful. Another one says, what is your lie costing you? That's from something that I just recently learning about with someone else talking about lies. Another says, reclaim and retrain. Another one says, confidence, power, fear, connection, ambition, love, strength, resilience, courage. Another one says, no one is special, but everyone is unique. Another one says, create versus curate. So I just always have these little things around me that are like just things that someone else says, or I pick up on somewhere and I just write them down and put them up. And a lot of times I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this, but it just sits in front of me for a while. And that can be really helpful. So I love the idea of writing down words as they touch you. And these things, you know, what's funny is like, I know when I wrote down on this post-it note, reclaim and retrain, I know what that meant for me in that moment, but I can tell you those same two words and they can be just as impactful 
and relevant to completely different things to you, right? This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So I bet that like what I was thinking when I wrote down reclaim and retrain is nothing what you compared to what you're thinking right now. I bet you're thinking something totally different, but that might still be really impactful to you. And so I love the idea of taking words and just holding on to them for a minute so that you can use them as part of, you know, to hold them in comparison to your own current experience. So I love that she, this shameless mom is doing that. I think that's super, super important. So some other things I want to talk about. This was so interesting and timely. I actually was just telling my mom and my husband 
about kind of a religious situation. I was recently at a mass and I noticed on the inside of their weekly bulletin, like the little weekly flyer that gives the updates for the parish and everything, they had this little blurb about an upcoming event. And it was about like a conversation about abortion. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting because this was a Catholic mass. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. What is this going to be about? Because like the Catholic church clearly is not in favor of abortion. So I was like, oh, what, you know, like this is super progressive. Like they're going to have open conversations about people healing from abortion. That was the topic. The topic in this little box was healing from abortion. And then it was like, you know, come to this meeting Wednesday at seven or something. So I start to read the paragraph kind of explaining the event and the event in the paragraph, it says something about like some reference to like, you know, perhaps you committed the ultimate sin. And that wasn't quite the wording, but that was the idea. Like perhaps you committed this huge, huge sin, but it's okay. We still love you. And it made me totally squirm. Like I was so hopeful when I saw this headline that said like healing from abortion and like, this is how we're going to help you through that. And then the first sentence of the event was like, you've committed like one of the biggest sins you can possibly commit, but it's okay. We still love you. Now I understand that framing is supposed to be like, you know, you're still accepted in a community and you can still be a child of God and blah, 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 blah. But also that's a really exclusive statement. That's a really exclusive statement to say that like, you did one of the worst things that someone in the world could possibly do. But it's okay, like, come to this meeting and we'll talk to you about how you can still be lovable and accepted. That's not really all that helpful. And that's not really very accepting. Especially when there's so many reasons that people make decisions around abortion. And you just never know. You never know what someone else's situation was. So on the other side of reading that in this church bulletin, I'm looking at this email that talks about someone coming to grips with terminating a pregnancy while in an abusive relationship. And I mean, regardless of where you stand on abortion Let's be empathetic to someone who is making one of the most significant decisions of their life while in an abusive relationship. Let's think about how profound that is and how difficult that is. Because no matter where you stand on the abortion issue, this is something that is extremely difficult and this is not an easy way out. And so I think it's so important that we always, always, always consider someone's situation with compassion and empathy, even if we would never make the same decision, even if we don't necessarily agree with that decision, that we can still be compassionate and empathetic and considerate of the fact that someone might be in a really dire straits doing the very best they can, and they might be baking the most difficult decision of their entire life that will impact their life every damn day for the rest of their life. So when I read this email, I was immediately like just struck by kind of the contrast of internalizing those two messages, like getting this email and then reading this bulletin and just considering the impact of both of those messages and kind of what that did to my own brain and my own heart. And 
this is really where I try to go. And I've talked before about like me being someone who can be like, I'm very openly pro-choice, but I'm also someone who can be pretty judgy. And so it was just something I'm always, always working on. And so this was a reminder to me just about like dropping judgment and being open and being empathetic. And so I think that regardless of your stance on abortion, that we have to recognize that it is one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult decisions a woman would ever make if she were to make that decision to terminate a pregnancy. And a third piece of this is that earlier this week, actually, it might have been the end of last week, but the end of last week, so like a week and a half ago, for those of you listening in live time, there's a blog called Design Mom. And her real life name is Gabrielle Blair, or she goes by Gabby. And she is a designer and mother of six. And she went on this Twitter rant about abortion that was one of the most phenomenal conversations I've ever seen on this topic. And her basic stance was that, so she's a mother of six and Mormon. I'll read you just a little bit of the beginning of this, just in case you haven't seen it. And I think it will like pique your interest. So she says, I'm a mother of six and a Mormon. I have a good understanding of arguments surrounding abortion, religious and otherwise. I've been listening to men grandstand about women's reproductive rights, and I'm convinced men actually have zero interest in stopping abortion. Here's why. If you want to stop abortion, you need to prevent unwanted pregnancies. And men are 100% responsible for unwanted pregnancies. No, for real, they are. Perhaps you are thinking it takes two. And yes, it does take two for intentional pregnancies. But all unwanted pregnancies are caused by the irresponsible ejaculations of men, period. Don't believe me? Let me walk you through it. Let's start with this. Women can only get pregnant about two days each month. And that's for a limited number of years. That makes 24 days a year that women might get pregnant, but men can cause pregnancy 365 days a year. In fact, if you're a man who ejaculates multiple times a day, you could cause multiple pregnancies daily. In theory, a man could cause 1,000 plus unwanted pregnancies in just one year. So this goes on and on, and it is really, really fascinating. And like, there's some sass behind it for sure, but she has some really valid points that were things I had not heard before. So again, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, I just think it's always interesting to know people's perspectives and it can be really eye-opening. So I'm not saying this to persuade you one way or the other or to like help try to make you change your mind about anything. I just think that she has some really interesting arguments that might be completely fascinating to you. So I will link to this in the show notes as well. But if you just Google design mom abortion, like it will pop up everywhere because it's gone viral. So it's pretty easy to find. But It's an important conversation because here's the thing. Here's what we don't realize. We don't realize how many women are impacted by this. And so what I want to get back to now is talking with a specific shameless mom who has been holding this with her for her entire life. And these are stories that we don't talk about. We don't say them out loud. She said that she could barely type this and she could still to this day not say it out loud. And it happened over a decade ago. So that is how much shame is behind these kinds of choices that are so stigmatized by society. And if we look at it, if you were to meet this mom in person, you would probably want to give her a hug if she told you this. Like, If you were to get to know someone and you've loved and respected them, and then you found out that this was a decision that they made over 10 years prior, that probably wouldn't change your opinion of them because you've gotten to see like all of the ways that they are imperfectly perfect, right? So we carry these things with us and we judge ourselves and we feel so much shame and darkness around these kinds of things because we 
think that if people find out that they will think differently of us and the reality is they probably won't. People who love you, if they love you in the most appropriate way, they love you as you are in spite of the painful decisions that you've made in your past. So I love the idea and I love what what this shameless mom put on her post-it note about looking at your past and being open to learning about the stories that you've created, about the stories that have created your life to this point, and also push yourself to move past your past. I think that's so, so important. Push yourself to forgive yourself, to learn from your situations and to move on and understand and accept that what you do is generally you doing the best that you could at that time. So something that you did 10 years ago was probably you doing the best that you could at that time and give yourself that grace and that space to recognize it as such. And then from there, you can start to move forward because maybe you wouldn't make that same decision today. And maybe you would, you just don't know. You don't know until you're in that situation, what you would do. And so I want to just encourage all of you for anything that you're holding onto from the past to learn about the stories that have created your life and be really open to diving into them. And this is something I've actually been doing recently. And kind of through the help of hearing other people's stories, I've learned to look at my stories in different ways, embrace my stories in different ways, and be really conscientious of how I'm writing the endings to my stories. And here's the thing. With someone who is extremely happy, caring, and empathetic and grateful 96.34% of the time, that other three plus percent of the time that you feel yourself in those murky undercurrents of your past, it's worth digging into that and unraveling that so that you can move forward. Because when you have a traumatic event, and maybe it only pops up 3% of the time, but when you have a traumatic event in your life that you haven't come to terms with, it will keep showing up and it will show up over and over again until you deal with it, until you figure it out, until you write the ending of the story in a way that serves your current life and allows you to move forward. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. Mm. 
So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. So for many people, that is through things like therapy. It might be through journaling. It might be through going to a support group. But really, really being proactive about working through trauma is so important. And terminating a pregnancy is a trauma. Even if you feel like it was the best thing, that is still a traumatic event. And many people, you know, maybe work through that as it happens. But if you're someone who's done that and carried shame with you, then that's something that needs to be addressed and worked through because it's going to keep showing up and it's going to keep showing up in your current relationships. So then the next thing we should look at is current relationships and what do those look like? And in this particular situation, we're looking at someone who's finding herself in a relationship that is probably not super healthy if she's identifying her partner as manipulative, compulsive liar, and a party boy turned addict. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's tied to terminating a pregnancy, but it could be tied to past trauma. It could be tied to how you might be attracting people into your life at certain phases in your life because of things that have happened in your past. And so we have to go back to where do you come from What are the stories you've created around that? How can you move through that? How can you move past that? And how can you now today have boundaries around what you're willing to accept, what you're willing to stand for, what you're willing to stand by in your relationships? Because a relationship with a liar is not a functional relationship. And a relationship with an addict who is not in recovery is not a functional relationship. And if you are in a partnership with someone who is an addict who won't get help, then you must get help. Start with Al-Anon or start with private therapy, whatever is more reasonable for your means, or start with both if you can, but you must get help because you can't be in a functional relationship with an addict who's not in recovery. And if they aren't open to help, you have to get the help that you need to get, especially for you and for the sake of your child. And part of why this is so important is to protect yourself. But another big part of why it's important is to protect your kids. And here's the piece about kids. Kids are watching and deeply impacted no matter how old they are. And so to think like, well, it's okay because my child's still really young or it's okay. Like my kids are, you know, two and four, they'll never remember this time. 100% they are impacted right now. I can tell you coming from a family of divorce that happened when I was four and my sister was eight months old, we were probably the products of the most calm, amicable divorce on earth. And we were deeply, deeply impacted by that event. It was a profound traumatic event in our lives, even though it was never labeled as such because it was quote unquote, really clean and simple. So it's really, really important that you recognize the impact to your kids, even if you try to keep things like super calm and, you know, like structured nicely and everyone's doing just fine. And like, you try to keep up all these you know, facades, even under those circumstances, your child or children will be impacted. And if you can't keep up those facades, which many times, if you are in a situation where you're with a manipulative lying person who's an addict, like there's a lot of times when you probably feel like you might be about to lose your mind and you might lose your cool with your partner, with your child, whatever. I mean, that's just a lot of stress. 
So there's probably times when you are struggling in parenting and it is impacting your child in a negative way. And again, totally understanding that you are always doing the best that you can, but recognizing that there's still things going on that are potentially deeply impactful and deeply traumatic. And I'll tell you that where this became really apparent to me was when I read Elizabeth Vargas's book, called Between Breaths. And she talks about her connection between anxiety as a little girl and growing up to become an addict. And she talks about events that happened when she was very, very young, like three years old, that created massive anxiety that she would have never seen as such until she became an addict as an adult and went through recovery and was forced to look back at these events in her life. And she recognized, wow, I was having high anxiety events in my life because of trauma in my life when I was three years old. And she came from what would look like from the outside, like a very happy family, but there was trauma that happened because her dad had to leave for the war. And there was trauma that happened because her mom had to go to work and her mom had to leave her with strangers while her dad was off at war. Now these were all like friendly, nice people, but they were still strangers. And her dad had just left to go to war. They were in Japan and her dad had gone to Vietnam. So these are like profound, impactful, traumatic events that even parents doing the very best they can, which her parents were, you know, her mom was doing the very best she could to find the neighbors who could take good care of the kids. And her dad was going off to war and like, you know, supporting a noble cause. That's still trauma to a little girl who sees that on any given day, someone can just up and leave for months on end. And every night at bedtime, her mom had to go to work. And these are traumatic things. So trauma can happen in the context of parents doing a really good job and parents trying really, really hard. And so it's so important if you know that something's going on, if you know that you're struggling with something, if you know that there's a you know elephant in the room with a relationship of yours, know that that does impact your kid. And that's not to say that it can't be managed in a really positive and powerful way because it can be, but you probably can't do that by yourself. You probably need some professional support around that so that you can understand the impact, so that you can understand what your child is being exposed to and you can make decisions around that and make decisions around what is happy, what is healthy, what is functional for us. How can we cope with these situations so that there aren't you know, damaging long-term effects and impacts to be made. So whew, big, big topics here and a lot to unpack. And what I want to say is, first of all, thank you. Thank you to this mom for letting me talk about this. I so appreciate it. I know this is probably like ridiculously uncomfortable for her to even listen to this episode about her email. So I really appreciate it. I also think that taking tiny action matters. And I am so proud of this shameless mom for taking the tiny action of writing down words with intention and being mindful of what she's exposing herself to and trying to take in the good in order to move past the hard stuff and the bad stuff and the things that can really derail her on occasion. So that's excellent. Like keep doing those things. I give you many, many accolades for recognizing that that pattern that is powerful and recognizing like, I know I can go to a podcast and find inspiration. I know I can write down certain words and that can help me change my perspective for the day. That's so powerful and so important. And now I want to encourage you and all of you listening that if you are finding yourself in a situation where past trauma resurfaces on a regular basis deal with that trauma. If you're finding yourself in a situation where you're in a relationship that you know the boundaries aren't healthy, you know that something's not functional 
and you maybe don't feel like you have control over it, consider how you can take action to make that better. Because inaction will not make that better. Inaction will let things stay just as they are or make them worse, allow them to get worse. So heavy stuff today. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was powerful. I want you to send this to someone. If you think someone is struggling with any of these things, I would love for you to send this episode to them and just let them know that there might be some nuggets in here for them. Because I think sometimes when we're struggling with big things, it all feels really big. And sometimes it really is just like starting to listen to a podcast, starting to read some personal development books, starting to journal, starting like little things. Sometimes those little things can feel really big. Going to your first Al-Anon meeting, like that might be completely terrifying, but it can also, any of those things can be like the moment where things start to shift and the moment where things start to pivot. And those moments can be where everything starts to change. And that can be so powerful and so life-changing and so life-giving. So make sure you're giving yourself those opportunities to shift and pivot and take those tiny steps and see where they lead because they can lead to really powerful places that can be really, really life altering for the better. So like I say in Momentum Mamas, show up, take imperfect action and celebrate wins. And that's really like it always just comes back to that over and over and over. So I so appreciate this shameless mom showing up, sending me this email with her post-it notes, taking imperfect action to try to pull herself out of the gutter from day to day, and then celebrating wins. And so celebrating the wins of like, here is me sharing my notes from this podcast on a post-it note, sending it to a girlfriend and saying like, hey, this was impactful to me today. I think that is so profound and I'm really, really proud of you. And I really, really appreciate you letting me share your shameless story. So big hugs to you, mama. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.